So my dessert was French onion soup. Saturday Omaha. Eat this. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, and everyone in between and in and waistlines out of, of all sizes, <laughs> waistlines of all sizes, for which mine mine has definitely grown <laughs> as of late. Um, <laughs> yeah, so gentlemen, we we are here on the Saturday Omaha show, you know, reaching all forms of available media everywhere, but uh, in this case, the auditory medium that goes straight to one's ears. What? To speak about, huh? Did you hear? Did you hear something? Uh, to speak about what? What? To speak about Timber Wood Fire Bistro, and Timber Fire Wood Fire Bistro is located at eighty seven zero two Pacific Street, and a very fiery, fiery, warm, and uh, wood fueled zip code of six eight one one. Four. I mean, you could you could almost see the two logs stacked vertically, and that that one one four just kind of keeping the keeping the oven hot. So timber, there it went. So uh, between us, uh, we've we've been here a couple of times, and Sam, you and I went to Timberwood Fire Bistro for a very specific mission uh, a while back, and that. Well, that's because we're always on a mission for a replacement for a place that we've lost. Oh, pudgies. Annals of time to... Sounds painful. You you ain't kidding. But yeah, we were on a quest. It's true. It's true. And on Sunday nights at Timber Woodfire Bistro, they they offer something kind of special. It is a wood fire Chicago crust style deep dish a pizza. And that, that is what led us to Timberwood Fire Bistro. And then because of what we saw when we were there, we wanted to go back for a second time because there were other things that we spied with our little eyes that we wanted to have a yet again. And so we did with the full trifecta of Saturday with uh, very special guests and tow uh, accompanying us. So we had quite, quite the table uh, we did have a table for six, I do believe, technically, with five people. I think due to our ordering strategy, we didn't quite overwhelm the table simply because we paced ourselves. I, I think if all of the food we ordered came out at the same time, we definitely would have needed the auxiliary sidecar table. No no question. We'd have been in trouble. We got a bunch of stuff, and... Let's uh let's start with appetizery things. Uh, Sam, do you would you like to recall our first trip items, um, in addition to our second trip items, or would you like me to summarize the first trip items first? How how you feeling there? Go ahead and summarize the first trip. Okay, items. All right. Refer to it as yes, yes, indeed. So, real quick on the on the first trip items, which is a shared experience between Sam and myself. Our first dining time at Timberwood Fire Bistro, and of course the second time with uh, TJ, the full Saturday crew. But uh, we got the uh, Brussels sprouts, and we also got a an amazingly large uh, salad with uh, blue cheese, chicken, huge and excellent. Um, those, those were decent. They, those were decent. But I have to say the, uh, the focaccia, the, the bread that we got there was, was really good. I think it was four bucks, uh, wood fired as everything else is there, uh, in my notes, which is where I keep my notes. I kind of led off with the focaccia dot, dot, dot. Holy crap. It was good and warm wood fired, hot temperature, uh, garlic butter that it was served with the the bread didn't need it as the bread was excellent by itself but uh, you could definitely pair it up with some of that uh, some of that warm and tasty butter um, but really we we came for the pizza and the pizza uh, Sam and I got the the no coast pizza which had four slices and usually on a Saturday episode if Sam and I got a piece or a pizza with four slices, We'd be really hungry. Um, we didn't finish the pizza because <laughs> it was gigantic, as Chicago yeah. deep dish style pizza is. Um, this thing, man, 
it's special, I, I think, because it is cooked in a wood-fired oven, which takes a little bit of, of extra talent, and it's a little bit different. Uh, very fresh-tasting tomato with cheese on top and just mozzarella on the bottom, uh, proper Chicago-style uh, pizza, um, slices of sausage and onion. Uh, the, the ingredients... The ingredients kind of were blended together because there's just so much in this pizza. It's it's almost an open-faced calzone because there was just so much of it. I like the crust a lot. We've got a couple of other uh, Chicago-style pizzas around town that, um, you know, we, we don't have a ton of choices, but there's, there's a few. And as Sam said, we we're kind of looking for something that was kind of similar to Pudgy's, which Pudgy's was just a hunger killer anyway. But what I kind of dug about this pizza was that the crust wasn't too heavy. It wasn't full of a bunch of extra flour, which I really liked. Uh, one thing that was not my my personal preference, I think a lot of people would totally dig this, but was not my personal preference, was the outside of the crust was coated with a lot of crispy Parmesan. I think most people are going to really, really dig this. Um, I kind of wanted just that straight crust, but again, total preference thing, not a preparation deal. That is that is our style. Sam, do you recall uh, your, your essence, your details about uh, that pizza so long ago because it was not as recent as our, well, most recent visit? Well, I'm going to stop the bicycle and pedal backwards. Oh yes, not put not put on the brakes, but go backwards and, and talk about Brussels sprouts real quick because the last time this old man has had Brussels sprouts is probably when I was nine or ten years old. Oh my! And being a nine or ten year old, being told to eat some Brussels sprouts, you're like, mm mm, I want nothing to do with these green lumps of gross. And being an adult now, I can be like, yeah, I want to taste all the things again. And when you said Brussels sprouts, I'm like. Okay, yeah, let's do some Brussels sprouts because I haven't had those since I was a wee tot. Yes. Wee tot will tie in here in a minute. Um, but uh, these Brussels sprouts, delicious. I absolutely loved them. They were wow. very moist, very flavorful. Um, I, could, I don't remember what was it was. It was a was it a buttery drizzle or like an oil drizzle? Do you remember? Oh, that is that is a. I just remember them being question. very flavor. I remember them being very flavorful. Oh, yeah. And, and they were exciting to have. Um, I wish, like, I could have had these Brussels sprouts as a kid. I probably would have changed my <laughs> mind and kept sprouts on my uh, my radar throughout my adolescent years and into the old man years. Yeah. But uh, I really dug these Brussels sprouts. They were really delicious, flavorful, soft, juicy, I guess is a good way to put it. They were juicy, juicy and delicious. Um, going over forward to the... the the focaccia, the focaccia, oh, the, oh, fo the focaccia, whatever you want. Fo focaccia. Yes, TJ. Since I was not uh, there on this visit and I've been quiet this time, I, I'm going to attempt to pull my rather considerable weight by bringing up the appetizer menu and telling you that uh, the Brussels sprouts are in a roasted chicken stock with artichoke and chickpea Thank puree, you. pork belly, garlic butter, black garlic molasses. Ah, there's the essence Sam was referring to, yes. Yep, really good. So it is, in fact, a butter drizzle. Well played. It was delicious. Um, so the the fo fo checha the fo fo chacha, <laughs> fo cacha, <laughs> fo cacha, gotcha fo cacha, fo cacha. Um, <clears throat> that is a treat. That is something yes. special. It's it's bread cooked by fire, like fire, fire, like wood fire, like right there. There's no. Heating apparatus to make sure your bread is 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 technologically based. <laughs> I don't even know how right. to say it right. It's it's primitive fire cooking your bread, and that adds caveman flavor. I'm gonna say to the bread, and that has been missing from my bread since I've been born. I didn't know I needed bread cooked by direct wood fire. It's quite delicious, quite something upon its own. And I'd say if you go to Timberwood Fire Bistro and you're contemplating that bread, don't contemplate, just do. You will not regret that bread. It was amazing. Yeah, it's so... And I wish I could have it all the time. You, you know, because there's, you know, there's sour, there's sweet, there's salty, and there's that, that umami, right? That savory. Would you say that this... Umami! 
you know, wood fired. You said you said caveman essence. Would you say it was sort of a ungata flavor? <laughs> I mean, if you want to throw it way back to the BC days with Thad <laughs> and Ung, and they ate the bread and they're like ungata. Yeah, I, I buy it. It's okay, delicious. And and you you did bring up a, a very good point about timber wood fire bistro is they're not joking around with the wood fire essence when you go in this restaurant because we really didn't talk about the the ambiance it's kind of a nicer upscale place it is they keep the wood fire essence throughout the restaurant the tables are wood uh it's not you know it's it is not white tablecloth you know, super fine dining linen type situation. It's comfortable. It's got that bistro kind of feel. It says bistro, and you're like, okay, I could see that. But, you know, kind of dimly lit in the evenings, a great date night spot. But from like wall to wall, floor to ceiling in certain spots around the restaurant are racks and stacks and cords, uh, both minor and major. Hold on. Of wood. Racks, yes. stacks, and packs. Yes. Exactly. Uh, of cord, cords, both minor and major, of, of wood. And so they're, they're not playing around. And they've, you can see the oven. You can see everybody working back of the house on what's going on. And, you know, as, as is the case with wood fire, that's kind of what Sam was alluding to, too. Like, that takes some work to maintain the fire, to maintain different areas or adapt to the different areas of heat within the oven so even something like bread or a pizza or whatever and these guys are cooking like everything in there which is kind of wild when you think about it so very very cool very very cool in and over because uh you're talking about the oven but let us not forget we were seated uh more towards the back of the restaurant where this is a little bit easier to see but there's the oven as you're facing it on the left and on the right is the grill which uh, is a very very sizable probably about a four by eight ish if you can visualize that uh grill you know griddle grate raised and lowered by something out of a naval shipyard <laughs> and you can sit back there and uh, as as you're eating your meal if you look back in that general direction it's nice to see the wood-fired oven and the, the the fire blazing away in there but over the grill as they're cooking along you'll occasionally see little embers come up and flare out as the wood fire uh Burns. burns that that open kitchen certainly adds a uh, a very nice uh, atmosphere to the whole place yeah. along with the uh, the LED strips at the low warm fire uh, orangish red uh, color temperature as part of your accent slash mood lighting it it is a cozy place both in uh, design and with that oven there there's just a certain warmth that's there. It's, it's a nice place to be. It's a nice place to be. And and speaking of being, uh, as we were discussing the the pizza, uh, Samuel, I, I know that obviously we have a little bit of uh, nostalgia sauce. I think we've coined the term a while back. Uh, or maybe, as uh, one M- Emily Wickman once said, emotional MSG tied to uh, Pudgy's Pizza. How did you feel about the wood-fired Chicago-style pizza with Parmesan encasement uh, also known as the No Coast, which is what we got. You know, Dave, the problem is the nostalgia sauce. Mm. Because I went there and I, I was hoping to be blown away and finding a new favorite and saying, I, I guess I'm not going to have to miss Pudgy's much longer because here's a fine replacement. I did not get that. Is that is there anything wrong with Timberwood Fire Bistro Chicago-style pizza? No. No, there's nothing wrong with it can't find anything really wrong with it at all it just there's a hole in my heart and it can only be filled by those five little letters nothing will ever fill it and i just left i left eating the pizza I was like yeah it was good deep dish yeah it had toppings yeah it was cheesy as heck but man <laughs> where's pudgies I feel you. Um, the, the the thing the thing that made this interesting, and of course you're not going to get anywhere else, is again the caveman fire. Yeah, you can taste the fire. You can taste the hint of the wood that they use in it, and that's something completely like unique and delicious on its own. So I mean, it's a step above, you know, like a Davlos or or something like that. Um, 
But is it to me and Davlos and that are they're very similar styles. Their their crust is kind of the same. It's more of a flaky cracker fall apart as opposed to a doughy soft chewer chewy chewer. What chewer is not a word. <laughs> a soft chewy type of uh, pizza dough that that uh, Pudgies was was excellent at. Um, and I'm I'm not a fan of, of of cracker and crisp and crust in my my crust crust in my crust. Crisp and cracker in my crust is what I meant to say. Um, I, I do like I do prefer a, a chewier, softer dough. Maybe maybe just a little sprinkle of flour, a little sprinkle of parmesan. But uh, yeah, that's just a preference thing. They didn't really do anything wrong. It's just how they do it. Um, my only big gripe about the pizza, if I had one, is it was more of a watery sauce as opposed to a nice, thick, hearty tomato sauce, which I do prefer. Which Pudgies did give. They gave you a a heartier paste. Instead of kind of the watery tomato soup that they that you get at other places, so I mean it was good. It was it was great, and and it's definitely a cool thing to try because of just the fire flavor that's baked into it. But uh, didn't hit the plateau that I wanted it to hit. I I I I agree with you on the uh, the ingredients. Definitely are uh, a little bit wetter. Um, I did find them very very fresh which was great and I, I think maybe that's some of that tomato the crust i it, it's been a bit since i've had davlo's crust but i i found this crust to be thinner than davlo's where uh davlo's i got a lot of flour and a lot of crust this wasn't quite there so i i actually liked this crust just again and man boy if pizza isn't an example of a preference thing between people, um, big time. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I, I would say at the moment, this is probably my my favorite. I and I am missing one Chicago style pizza in Omaha that I have not tried yet. There's a chain that's here that I haven't tried. Um, right now, this would be my favorite Chicago style crust pizza. I, I really did enjoy it. Like I said, uh, the parm uh, for me personally, um, I would I would almost like to take the parm off set it on the side eat the pizza and then put the parm on top i i want a bite of just crust but i think it's a cool idea and a cool preparation um again available only on sunday nights i'd recommend anybody go try this um our our meal was 48 bucks on this it is a little bit more but it comes with a gigantic salad that sam i don't even know if we've finished the salad maybe I wouldn't call it a salad. You got an entire garden on a plate. <laughs> yeah, it was it was huge. So if if you're going there, I you know in in my notes here, I I just said could easily feed three reasonably hungry folks because Sam and I pretty much just hunger was destroyed. So um, they were not yeah. skimping on the the amounts there. So don't don't let that price point scare you. Just note that you probably want to you know get a buddy to go with. You don't want to go by yourself so, and tackle uh, this one. So. And I do want to note that that salad um, is probably one of the best salads I've ever had inside of a restaurant. So it was good. that is a really cool thing, and I, I really enjoyed it. It had just like some stuff you didn't expect in salad, and it was just to me it was like next level salad, and I really <laughs> enjoyed it. And it just really looking at it, it, it was really impressive. I, I would agree. Well, let's let's uh, travel over then to our more recent visit uh, to Timber Wood Fire Bistro because. As Sam and I were sitting there and eating our pizza and gigantic salad, etc., we saw some stuff coming up in the window, and we're like, oh, we, we got to come back and get those things, and we'll talk about those in just a second. But uh, we Basically, did get... let's just say I had to pull up my badge. It's true. It's true. And those uh, listeners to prior episodes will know that Sam is a boss of something, and we'll, we'll, we'll get there mm-hmm. in a moment. But uh, we did get some additional appetizers this time around. Uh I suppose, TJ, we, we sort of went off the grid a little bit and made an appetizer out of a main course item, which we all shared. But uh, <laughs> Sam uh, got a, uh, a solo uh, appetizer to share with his dining companion. And Sam, what did you get, sir? Yeah. Um, so me and my wife were looking at the menu, and we have a nickname for each other. It's called Speo. And that in Spanish means mirror because mm-hmm. we're very, very, very in sync with things. And I said, "Hey, I'm gonna get these tots." She's like, "Good," because I wanted those. <laughs> um, they're called they're called rosati tots, uh, or I, I don't know. There's a double dot over the O. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, but I'm just gonna say uh, rosti dots. R O S T I. Rosti. Okay. 
Rusty. All right. Rusty. Rusty Tots. I like Rusty Tots. <laughs> rusty Tots it is. Um, barbecue brisket, pickled red onions, mesquite grilled jalapeno, aged <clears> cheddar, and or excuse me, aged cheddar cream, not aged cheddar and cream. Um, these were the uh, homemade style tot where it's not uh, Orida in a bag. This is shaved taties into shoestrings and then bunched into a tot. Yeah. As, as I've only had one other place, which I thought was excellent, and I believe that was big. Big Green, Green Q? Q boys, yeah, yep. yeah yes, okay. homemade tots there as well. They they as well that, have those are semi cylindrical hay bale tots. Yes, and these and this is the best form of tot I think you can experience as a human. Um, <laughs> these were these were exciting. The uh, the brisket in here, yeah, it was almost reminiscent to. And this is a bad thing from me, but in this instance, it's actually a good thing. They were almost like ham cubes. They were like little chunklets of of brisket, <laughs> and I absolutely loved it. it actually, it was reminiscent of burnt ends. I was like, did I get oh. burnt ends instead of brisket? But uh, no, it That's was hunks, a- hunks of brisket. Yeah. So it, it, was, it was really good. The barbecue sauce in there, pretty standard, sweet, Casey-style barbecue sauce. Nothing remarkable about the sauce. But uh, the, the pickled red onions, uh, I, I didn't see or taste any type of burn in there. So did they forget my jalapenos? I'm not sure. I do enjoy jalapenos. I usually am quite aware when a jalapeno is in there because that's like my comfort level on a burn. Give right. me jalapenos. Things are cool. I'm not a I'm not a habanero person or anything above. But uh, I didn't feel any burn whatsoever, so I, I'm thinking they skipped, and I didn't get a jalapeno taste in there. But regardless, these were really delicious. I think if I had my jalapenos in there, it would have been exquisite because it was pretty dang good anyways. Um, I would say these were a special appetizer, so I don't know how often these special appetizers are off offered. Oh yeah! But uh, if you see them, pull the trigger if you're debating because they were really good. That's awesome. They they looked good, and I I think uh, uh, you and the misses there uh, getting down towards the end. There was like I don't know a half a tot and. And I think you went and quartered that thing so you both could have another half of the half or something along those lines. So they look great. Perfect. We did not want the tots to end. Oh, that's that's the best. All right. So the the other appetizer that we got uh, was not an appetizer, uh, but we made it an appetizer: the lobster gratin. And I'm I'm going to call it a gratin because I I think that's what I'm going to call it. So that's what I'm going to call it is not an appetizer, but we made it an appetizer, which is a good thing because, well, frankly, uh, it was tasty. Um, So the description on this pizza, the lobster gratin pizza, is kind of epic and unusual. Main lobster, so already we've got like an executive ingredient on this pizza, Gruyere cheese, which TJ's a, a fan of and I also might have a block of in my fridge right now, garlic, roasted red pepper, Cream cheese, or as Sam has been one to say, creme cheses. Artichoke, bruschetta, or bruschetta, depending on who you're talking to, or I'm sure there's probably another pronunciation out there somewhere. Uh, bruschetta tomato. Bruchita. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Uh, I, one of the Thundercats, right? Um, Bruchita, yeah. So we, we all had a slice or two of this. This pizza is different because it is not the available on Sunday only Chicago style crust. This is a, a more of a, I don't know, closer to a tavern style crust, possibly a little little thinner, uh, golden brown and delicious on the edges, just perfectly cooked. As my gosh, everything that we had, you know, that was fire kissed from timber fire, uh, came out perfectly fine. This is a decadent pizza. This is a rich pizza with all of those things on there the feeling that you get when eating a spinach artichoke dip which considering the ingredients on this pizza there's quite a few of those ingredients on this pizza already besides the spinach is is how how i feel eating this pizza uh my dining companion also mentioned that uh, she's like you know i i don't think i could eat a whole one of these by myself like this i think using this as an appetizer pizza or sharing with someone is a definite must it was really tasty i i really enjoyed it usually i wouldn't order 
a lobster anything, there's about like three ingredients on here that typically I would avoid. I would not avoid this pizza in any way. It is a decadent, uh, just, it's a decadent, rich treat that is just full of savory flavor, well-balanced and, and delicious, super creamy, and and really tasty. Uh, gents, I believe you had a slice or two. Uh, how did you feel about uh, the pizza, the lobster, a gratin? TJ, my summation is going to be short, so let me just jump in real quick. Dave... There was a time in our past where we referred to certain things as choice. Oh, true. This pizza is choice. Ooh. Hey, speaking of choice, are we your choice? If so, maybe give us a positive review on Apple or Google Podcasts. And we hope you're following us on social media. We're on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and Facebook. Also find extra content and some of our Fatterday friends at FatterdayOmaha.com. Thanks for listening. And now back to the show. Uh, continuing forth then, let us get to our, uh, our main courses, which this is the part of the show where... Sam flashes his badge, his credibility, his everything that, that makes him what he is. Because he has a moniker. He has an alias. He has an AK. He has a name known as uh, the Burger Boss. And that is the reason why we decided to come back a second time. I mean, first of all, our first meal was delicious. It was very obvious that, that this place, and you start looking at the menu and the care and the ingredients they're using... There's some next level stuff going on here, but we saw burgers sitting in the window and we were like, how much is that burger in the window? Yum, yum. The one with the curly bacon, but more so they just look really epic. So here we are, Sam, you and I, and, and your, your missus, your wife actually all got the same burger known as the Tim burger, which is a Tim burger. <laughs> it's a half pound ground local short rib wagyu which i think is a cool choice pickle tomato burger sauce port onion jalapeno bacon widmer cheddar and house fries which were on the side and i believe there were some other fry choices the fries were not on the burger sam burger boss cheese and burger society member tell me about your burger well it's interesting that i'm reading the menu because it said Whitmer cheddar. Where'd the cheddar be? Um, when I had the burger, even my even my wife exclaimed, "There's no cheese on this burger." I said, "No, I don't think there is." So I I don't know if Whitmer cheddar is a very bland cheese. With it being a cheddar, you think it'd be very pronounced because cheddar is usually a sharper flavor. So I did not notice any type of cheese whatsoever on my charred animal beef. <laughs> um, but we'll move on. That, that was the big negative for me. Um, beyond that, uh, I did not know firewooded cedar beef cooked on open fire is something I needed in my life. I now know that I need this in my life. And it's very reminiscent to the small time frame where JT, the angry meat man, made smoked burgers. Those were wonderful, a.k.a. also smoked meatloaf and other great smoked things that a lot of barbecue places don't normally offer. Um, that, that gives you just that little bit of, of smoke taste that you want. Just a, just a hint, though. Not enough to go, yeah, this is, this is smoked food or whatever, but this is just that little bit extra. And that made the patty so good. And I am not a person for pink in my burger. I do like it uniformly gray maybe a slight pink but no 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 noticeable pink in the middle um even though they they prepared it the way i requested it was still juicy still wonderfully flavorful um the bacon on there which yeah i knew there was bacon on there but i expected it with uh it being the what was it jalapeno bacon jalapeno bacon again where was the jalapeno? I, I, I received no type of burn, any type of jalapeno flavors anywhere. I basically, to me, just got this really tasty bacon burger. I liked it. 
Nothing wrong with it. If you're in the mood for a burger, get it. But it's just not something extra special that I really wanted. I gotcha. So you you and I ordered the same burger, mm-hmm. but you and I got different burgers. Um, okay. Yeah. So we both ordered the Tim Burger. Now I did order mine medium, which is their their stock offering. But they, you know, I I'm so glad to hear that even with a medium well order that they cooked it properly for you, but it was still juicy. I am a hundred percent with you on this patty. It's a really good patty, and and you know me, Sam. I always flip the flip the lid on the burger and take a little bite of the patty because I want to know what it tastes like without the rest of all the other things. Just because I'm curious. There were there was no fillers or anything in here. It was a nice, not overworked beef patty. It was that kind of just barely holding together ground beef, and I think the you know short rib wagyu is a, a very interesting choice. Seasoned well. Uh, definitely had that wood fire taste, which I just really like. And, you know, Sam, paired with that white sauce that you were talking about, I I could see that because then you just, man, that's a good combination. Uh, throwback to the burger. And one of the things about that was that garlic aioli that you could get with that and just how it worked out. And it was so good. But where my burger detoured from yours, um, the bun, I, I will say... Just a burger holder. I don't think for me as a burger holder minus. I think it's just a like a Rotella's type bun. But mine was gently crisp. Um, I actually have in my notes here that that it was gently crisp. So yours must have encountered some different um, temperatures or ingredient combination, etc. So mine did have a gentle crisp on it. Uh, I will 100% agree with you on the cheese. Uh, there was, you know, that burger sauce or whatever was on there because I, I had the lid up on there. I'm like, oh, there's some kind of saucer, but I didn't get a, a strong cheese essence. So whether that was really melty because things were hot and it, it almost became a sauce, maybe, but I, I didn't get the cheese feels um, fr- from that. And I, and I remember your wife mentioning that as well. It's like, is there cheese on here? So something happened there where it was like, Built in and disappeared. Where, I, where'd the cheese be? Yeah, so I, I agree with you. I agree with you. I didn't feel that I was lacking the creaminess that cheese provides because of whatever sauces were on there, but I feel you. I, I couldn't have picked the cheese out, but the patty was delicious. The bacon, my bacon was different as well. Now, one thing, I know you like crisp bacon, and I feel that they delivered on the crisp bacon for you. I did not see any floppy bacon, at least not on. on yeah, I had no sandwich. no qualms with the bacon whatsoever. That's good. And I did get spicy spice. I got heat on mine. Um, again, in my notes, where's which is where I keep my notes right at the end of my description here. Spicy bacon, not super hot, but enough that it gave me a, a little bacony jalapeno tingle. So we definitely had a, a slight difference in the uh, experience uh, with with our burgers. I, I would agree with you, Sam, that, uh, you know, if you're looking for a burger and you're at uh, Timberwood Fire Bistro, um, I, I don't think it's going to disappoint as a burger, certainly not that patty. Uh, but uh, I, I could uh, I could understand if you didn't quite experience those things that you felt were going to arrive on your burger holder. So, yeah. indeed, indeed. Um, TJ... You got something that I have been waiting for you to tell me about because we do have the the Fatterday uh, table rule that we really don't get into details at the table because we save it for you, the radio listener, breaking the fourth wall of the microphone here. So I'm really curious about TJ's main entree. Uh, TJ, will you please entree vous and uh, let us know what is going on? Yes, uh, one does not break Fatterday kayfabe. It, it is a rule, although not necessarily a hard and fast one. So I uh, had to keep mum on my Prohibition Chicken, uh, non-GMO certified and antibiotic-free Miller's Amish Chicken, brined and wood-roasted with grilled vegetables, Yukon puree, and roasted chicken jus. I'm going to do this slightly backwards, and rather than talking about the chicken first, I will tell you about the grilled vegetables, which were surprisingly pleasant. I would have liked a, a 
large side of these, uh, featuring most prominently, there there was enough blackening, enough uh, Maillard reaction things happening. Uh, even blackening is not quite right because they were in no way burnt. They, I think they were just marinated, marinated and there was enough... Uh, chickeny goodness on top of them and whatnot. There was a little bit of char on the outside and uh, some sort of either most likely zucchini, a a green summer squash-like thing, and certainly uh, very prominently onions, a pleasant, uh, sweet, general tastiness was happening in these vegetables here. So I enjoyed them thoroughly uh, in between bites of the chicken. The other thing is that uh, roasted chicken jus, because a lot of places don't do uh, much with chicken. Uh, it's, It's just chicken, and it's a flavor carrier vehicle for other things. It was neat to see a... An interesting, uh, you know, jus, light chicken gravy type thing over uh, Yukon puree is exactly what you would expect it is. It is puree of Yukon Cornelius. I mean, Yukon gold potatoes. Uh, so uh, effectively a mashed potato with uh, with a chicken gravy type device. Light sweetness, I would say, in this, but... Uh, I think just whatever is naturally occurring from the chicken, maybe a little bit uh, from that brine as well. Again, I really liked these. Um, I I would have eaten them as a side. I would have taken them with other things. The chicken itself is a half chicken. I would guess this is a, a farm-to-table isn't the phrase I'm looking for here. I, I don't know if it would have been an heirloom uh, breed of any sort, but it was very much a like a locally farm raised uh, chicken, a a slower slower maturing uh, non factory type of raised hen type uh, thing. Uh, I've I've cooked an heirloom chicken only once myself before and have been meaning to get back to it. There are ups and downs. They are more flavorful. There's something about the meat that just seems less fooled around with. There's there's something more hearty about it in terms of the texture. Now, between that and the wood fire in the in the thigh and the wing and the leg. This is all good things in in the dark meat portion there where it's a little bit more moist. It was really nice with that that brine there was uh, Maillard Agogo happening on the skin. It had a nice crispness to it, uh, a good salty, savory flavor. The skin was absolutely marvelous. Once I got into the meat itself, especially in the, the thigh portion and a little bit on the leg, it had that little bit of, I almost hesitate to say smoke because smoke was involved, but a, a certain fire-kissed quality had the meat. And it was a, a perfect level of moisture content and heartiness and meaty goodness in a way that chicken usually fails to be. I will say the breast was a touch dry, which, again, if this is a heritage breed, there's the word I'm looking for, not heirloom, a heritage breed chicken. If it was indeed that, I understand. I've cooked them before. And even when it is a little bit dry, it's still pretty darn good. And... One piece was a little bit dry. The rest was just right. I think this is as as well as you could have done this. I think I would order it again. The only real downside, um, depending on how you feel about it, because this does feel like a little bit nicer establishment, uh, I did, instead of picking up my chicken and uh, gnawing on the bone like a caveman, I did attempt to eat it like a civilized person with a knife and fork. That's a little bit tough with a bone-in chicken. Um, it did, however, <laughs> slow me down a little bit, and that's... We'll get into this on the summation, but there's something about being slowed down in that fashion and working with uh, smaller portion sizes, still decently sized... And, and 
kind of savoring it and enjoying it and having something cooked over real fire with a little bit of variation in it that makes it the the satisfaction level per mouthful of food is just a little bit higher. So while I might go for something else, say maybe the Cajun ribeye next time, this was enjoyable. I was glad I ordered this. This was a, a dinner-worthy chicken, which not all chicken is. It looked kind of impressive, so I was very curious if it had that heritage breed, like, deep flavor. It was real pretty, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, Sam, I think you're the only one that uh, that ordered dessert, yeah? Yeah, I'm the only one that ordered dessert. I think uh, TJ might have joined me if that uh, cherry streusel would have been there, but... Uh... Him and I both commented on it that we both really wanted it because it wasn't available. <laughs> so I, I, <laughs> so I dropped, of course, that's what you dropped back five and I punted and I went for the chocolate espresso cookie sundae, which is pecan, walnut, white chocolate, semi sweet chocolate, bada bing cherries, white chocolate, cherry gelato, and hot fudge. We'll just say that. Hot um, fudge, hot this fudge. was delicious. Think of those cookies you get and those cast iron skillets that come out of uh, various restaurants. But uh, this is a chocolate chocolate chip cookie. Hot, fresh. Yeah. Some of that gelato on top. Some of that drizzle. Ooh, child. Um, but this was really, really good. Hit all the spots. Came out warm, hot. Uh, the ice cream stayed cold, didn't melt all over. They give you a nice big hunk of gelato. So that was really good. Um, no complaints whatsoever. Uh, that that was definitely a, a tasty option. If you're a fan of those flavor profiles that are listed there, um, really good. My goodness. Uh, TJ, did I miss any items that you would like to uh, touch base on before we head to the wrap-up on this episode? Oh, you did, because due to a slight misstep, I did have uh, one item around the same time that uh, Sam and his missus were, in fact, having dessert. So my dessert was French onion soup. Oh, that's right. (laughs) I forgot about that. Uh, Roasted chicken stock, white wine, Gruyere cheese blend, and focaccia. Mmm, focaccia. You'll you'll notice a theme running throughout, uh, specifically with mine, but I believe with everyone's things, where positives and negatives, positives and negatives in all things. This was the highlight of my meal. I have nothing at all negative to say about this French onion soup. This is the French onion soup I have always wanted every time I have ever ordered French onion soup. That roasted chicken stock, that full-bodied flavor, that uh, it just has so much going for it just in and of itself, plus with the the white wine kind of, not physically, but in terms of, of hitting the high notes, uh, riding on top, and increasing how full-bodied it is. You can you can taste both of those things coming through. They complement each other incredibly well. Uh, plenty, plenty of cheese as French onion soup is like supposed to be. Pull. Clearly fire involved because all yeah, all this this bubbly, melty, delicious cheese with the little points of uh, of almost burnt dark and brown and almost untouched uh, smooth white melty cheese and a, a good a good pull on this. Uh, I've had varying gruyeres. This one is the one you want to make a cheese sandwich out of, which is important because gruyere is kind of my favorite for uh, for cheese yeah. sandwiches. It's just a darn good one for that and a darn good one for this. A little bit, uh, I would guess, a fairly high protein content on this. Um, you, you definitely get a a more substantial cheese, but also really good stretch to it. You definitely feel like you're eating something. You feel like you got a lot of cheese. There's a lot of variation in flavor on it. And that focaccia sitting between your cheese and your onion soup, uh, it's surprising. There, there's something wonderful and sponge-like about it. Again, I'm going to use the word substantial on this because it's it's bread that is already sitting in the soup. That could go horribly wrong, uh, but it holds up despite the fact that it is fully saturated. It still has a really nice texture, uh, a robustness to it. This was 
one hundred percent the the unexpected uh, dark horse sleeper hit star of my meal. This was an absolutely delicious soup. This made me terribly happy. And wherever else there may have been uh, uh, deficiencies that I felt, despite the fact that I, I did like everything I have, but there's ups and downs, this had no downs. And because it has that, that light sweetness from, uh, from caramelized onion and all this cheesy, bready, robust, uh, varied, goodness in it. I was very happy to finish out the meal with this. This was the right thing to uh, to have at the end. This was my savory dessert. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just terribly pleased with, surprisingly, the soup. <laughs> you know, and I forgot something of mine. The mac and cheese. The mac and cheese was also very good. There was a little splash of barbecue sauce on top of the mac and cheese, so depending on how you feel about a little splash of barbecue sauce on your mac and cheese, there's that. It adds kind of a sweet note to the top, but the base mac and cheese itself, noodles were cooked just fine. Uh, tons of cheese. I kind of cleaned this up. It was served in this nice little kind of bigger ramekin little deal with little handles, and uh, I got this instead of my fries. Uh, for my burger, which actually, uh, just the way things worked out, I also got fries, which were which were pretty tasty. Being the uh, the the fry fry sheriff, I think Sam once said or something along those lines. Uh, so, but uh, very very good mac and cheese. Uh, Sam and I, you know, have said on many occasions we like a good saucy mac and cheese. This kind of delivered on both the saucy and the cheese pulley mac and cheese. I think there was enough to actually shoot a short video of cheese pull on mac and cheese. That type of thing is usually reserved for pizza, and uh, this this definitely was there. <laughs> All right, let us then move on to the wrap-up on Saturday Omaha here for Timber Woodfire Bistro, located at 8702 Pacific Street. Uh, and we, because we actually all got to dine in, the, the three of us, that means that this restaurant is eligible for the Frampton scale, our Saturday Omaha scale of epicness. And as we have also said, you know, people get a little sensitive about rating scales sometimes, but here's the thing. We are not going to talk to you for roughly an hour about a place that you shouldn't go. We're not going to waste your time. So obviously you should go here. This is a rating on our scale of epicness. How does it compare to the epic places that we like to eat on Saturday or for our Saturday meal? And Sam, since Hi. you ate with us and... And you are here. You also have kind of an essence, a a element of the Frampton rating that you you like to make sure that's included here. And what's that? Listen, Dave. I'm a worldly traveler. Okay, I come across a lot of people walking this earth, and uh, they say, "Sir, can I subscribe to your pamphlet?" And I will say, "Yes, I, I I have these pamphlets for sale." They're like, well, what's in these pamphlets? And in these pamphlets are the places that I would tell you you need to come in and fly into Omaha to eat. Basically, if I have any friends or family that live out of state, out of city, whatever, and they're like, where are we going to go eat? I'm going to take them somewhere to one of these places where something is going to make a mark, a lasting impression. They're going to go back home and be like, man, I can't wait to go back to Omaha and have this awesome place. It had this cool stuff going on. So that's basically where that like comes it. from. Thank you. Thank you for the, the description there. Decent, decent, very decent. Uh, TJ, would you like to lead us off on the Frampton rating this evening? Why, sure. I am going to give Timber a point five. Um, I believe that it belongs on the scale somewhere. I believe this is a Frampton-worthy place. Specifically, you have that that warm, fire-fueled atmosphere, and the food is genuinely good. Um, you get hit and miss in almost every dish that we've had, I think. There's, there's very positive things and some negative things, but it's still very tasty. It's still a little bit different, and I enjoyed my meal. I enjoyed eating here. This was... Uh, a nice experience 
and I got a, a fairly high satisfaction level without having to eat the entire universe in one sitting. This has a lot to recommend it. It's, it's not blowing me away compared to some of the other places we have had, but it is definitely worth a visit and definitely belongs on I the like scale. I like it. And of course, the scale in zero to five, uh, half steps only, and of course, being anywhere on that scale is a good thing. Sam, because your voice is different than mine and TJ's, <laughs> would you please go next? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to go farther than TJ here. I'm going to go two. Um, this place is kind of festive for the eyes. You walk in, first off, as soon as you walk in, the smell hits you. The food being cooked by firewood. That is something fun, unique, interesting, and hits you as soon as you walk the door. It, it creates interest. It sparks, or it uh, it makes you it makes you wonder what type of quest you're going to go on. Basically, I so, think sparks is a perfect word. Yeah, sparks. <laughs> um, you know, it makes you it makes you prep for an adventure somewhere, somehow. When you sit at the table, you're like, man, there's this fire happening and food is going to be cooked by it. What are my options? I think that speaks something special right there. And then you get the menu, and it's normal things with... It's it's like normal things, but either elevated ingredients or an elevated preparation. Like, there's everything on that list, when you look at the, the, the choice of ingredients... Like main lobster on a pizza? I mean, and we're using I, I was looking for places. the word, just... the descriptor that gives me that, but I'll just say extraordinary. The lighting there is awesome. The staff was friendly. My water was full most of the times. I, I give it a two. There's unique interest here on this menu. Things are prepared in a cool and fun way. The decor is really awesome. The lighting's great. I, I, I give it a two. Awesome. Uh, Samuel, uh, I had uh, my Frampton rating ready to go, and I 100% agree with you. I am also a two here. I think the fact that uh, everything is kissed by that wood fire, you have uh, you know local and or smaller producer ingredients, so there is... Uh, just some cool things that you are getting within these dishes, fun preparations, um, specials, which I really like. You're, you're going to go there from week to week, and you're going to find different things. Uh, you know, Sunday night, they do a Chicago-style deep dish pizza. I mean, even that. Uh, I believe they do quite a killer brunch, from what I understand. So that uh, fire kiss on everything... Intriguing. Yes, um, you know, that fire kiss on everything, staff good, Sam, you nailed the interior, you walk in, and I I felt special eating here, cared for, um, it was just a nice place to be, TJ, you said your meal was, was very satisfying without eating everything on the menu, I, I, you know, it was just good, it was just good, and there's just different stuff here, do they have burgers and pizza? Yeah, they do. But not like anywhere else you probably have been. It's it's very unique. And so a uh, special place to go, a fun place to go. Uh, you know, Sam's uh, rating essence there of, you know, if you're going to go back home, are you going to tell your friends about this place that you, you know, you're at in Omaha? Yeah, yeah, because it's different. And it's, it's not your typical place. And it's really good. And so you should eat there. So with that, I'm Dave. I'm Sam. I'm TJ. And until we eat again, please share us with somebody who's hungry. And Sam, what else do you like to tell them? Eat this. Please do, because it's good. (laughs) We'll see you next time on Fatterday Omaha. Bye-bye. Bye. Our show is recorded and produced by Fatterday Omaha. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and Twitter, as well as extra goodies on FatterdayOmaha.com. Thanks for listening, and until next time, stay hungry. Saturday Omaha. Eat this.